0: Hey there, and welcome to a special edition of the One Prez Pod. Today, Tasha and I are going to talk about the war in Ukraine. We're going to discuss how we as Christians here in the United States can best respond to what we're seeing and hearing and what we can do to care for ourselves and care for those in need. Join us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a little interim podcast. We are between series at the moment. It is Phil Blackburn, and I am joined by...
1: Tasha Blackburn.
0: Yes. It is both (laughs) Blackburns in one place. If you were ever wondering if there were really uh, two of us or if we were actually the same person, uh, but disguised, this is proof that we are not Bruce Wayne and Batman. There are, in fact, two of us.
1: Yes, or we double recorded this and are throwing our voices.
0: Stop with that. We don't want to confuse the issue. Uh, so we are just, you know, we wrapped up um, the last uh, podcast that we were doing uh, with You're Using It Wrong, and, and we're now kind of uh, getting ready to start a new series next week.
1: Uh-huh. We have a new one called Get to Know, uh, which is an oldie but a goodie where we're going to have conversations with different members. On their faith, and right. through that, get to know them better.
0: Right. And hopefully, help us to kind of reflect on things. I mean, I learn about my faith from listening to other people talk about theirs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the idea. That'll start next week. But today, Tasha and I thought that we would kind of pause and take a moment uh, and talk about war. Mm. War, yeah. Um,
1: that's on our minds a that's lot. That's on our minds right a lot. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think so. Uh, at least it's on my mind a lot. and. I think it's worthwhile talking talking through this a little bit from a faith perspective. Because if you're like us, you're seeing a lot of things, you're maybe reading a lot of things. Um, how do we process what we're seeing, hearing, and reading with our faith? What is what does Jesus have to say to this? And how can we how can our faith both challenge us in a time like this, but also support us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well why don't we do the challenge first and then the support great how about that Yeah. well I know we don't want to get this into a history lesson but it, it is interesting I think to know that you can have a wide spectrum of beliefs about war and still be well within the large stream of Christianity mm-hmm. um, Christianity began as a faith that was um, absolutely pacifist Uh but they had no power.
0: Right. <laughs> like, Easier to be pacifist when you would lose every No, So, war.
1: I mean, the first 300 years of Christian faith was pacifism um, and absolutely no violence. Uh, and in fact, we have Jesus's really difficult teachings of, you know, pray for your enemies, uh, love your enemies, turn the other cheek so it gets hit too. You know, those are some pretty pacifist and, and difficult readings. Starting about the 300s, not coincidentally, uh, when Christians started to have a little more power, um, we do get into things like Augustine talking about how war could be just under certain circumstances. So, you know, I only say that to say, we're gonna have Christian brothers and sisters who differ from us on what they think about war. And there may be some who are absolute pacifists and some who are a little more, as we would put it, hawkish, right? Mm Um, that's well within the Christian understanding, but the challenge to our faith would always be those teachings of even in the midst of war, how do you love your enemy? Yes. How do you pray for the one who would do you harm? That's the challenge no matter where you fall on war, um, Jesus's challenge is right there at the center of it.
0: Yeah, and if in this case we talk about the enemy being Vladimir Putin. yeah, um, you know we prayed for him in worship on Sunday. How did that feel for you? Because I did it at nine, you did it at 11, so we both did it. How did did. it feel for you?
1: You know, I don't want to pray for him because I want him to fail, utterly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want him to be punished. Um, But then, so then how is the prayer not simply, you know, oh Lord, you know, would you bring your righteous judgment Mm -hmm. upon Vladimir Putin? You know, like that can't be the prayer. That's not what it means to pray for your enemies. So I ended up praying, you know, God, we know you want abundant life for us all, and we pray for abundant life for him as well, uh, where that would involve wisdom and your justice. and Yeah. So... How do you not have it just be like a passive-aggressive prayer? Right. That's what I struggled
0: with. <laughs> right. Interpersonally, when we pray for like conflict in our lives, oftentimes our prayer ends up being, oh, Lord, make that person agree with me and yeah, learn that yeah. they are wrong and that I am right. And that's not what Jesus is talking about here. Jesus is talk. he is working under the assumption that you will be persecuted in that passage in Matthew. Yeah. You know, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And he never in that passage offers that up as— an escape from the persecution it, yeah. there, there's an implicit understanding that no you're going to be persecuted and you're going to have enemies and this is how you need to deal with it through love and prayer and yeah. so but it's super uncomfortable like yeah. how especially did you as feel, a how did you yeah feel as a pastor like saying the name Vladimir because I said his full name I said we pray for Vladimir Putin and we pray for peace in his heart and in his life I think was what I said Please don't go back and watch the recording because it might not have been that. But that's what I feel like I said. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, uh, saying his name inside of a prayer, uh, it, it does bite a little bit. Yeah. It does bite. And, and in my own personal prayers, when I have um, prayed for leaders in our country or in the world with whom I guess it would be fair to say I have strong disagreements, yeah, it bites then, but not as much as when I'm doing it as a pastor in a corporate setting. Mm
1: -hmm. So, but we have to practice because mm -hmm. the whole point is to change our hearts it doesn't mean he's not in the wrong but I want a transformed life yes so if I want a transformed life I have to learn to live in a way that I love my enemies
0: yeah if we don't love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us then what you do is you create that cycle where the world is full of Vladimir Putins big and small colliding with each other yeah which that seems a little bit like what the world is like. So, so it's really important for us it's as Christians. Yeah, for us as Christians to to witness to that truth in in lots of ways. And war, I think, in a situation like this where it seems so clear cut, mm-hmm. um, at least to us from our perch here in the United States, uh, it seems so clear cut. Is it it should be a reminder to us, wait, I have a very clear response to this, and one of them is to pray, and one of them specifically is to, everybody's praying for the Ukrainians, I think. Everybody's praying for those families and men and women and children for those cities, but then to include Putin and and his leadership in those prayers uh, is significant.
1: well, and I think, so no matter where you find yourself, um, what that leads to is, no, no matter if you find yourself as a pacifist or more of a hawk or somewhere in the middle, um, war is never for a Christian something to be, you know, wow, I, I just can't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I'm so excited about this. It is always something to be entered into um, with ashes and uh yeah and and rending of your garments you know this is an act of sin in the world and so I might even be for it but I understand it as a necessary evil yes it, it's not something I'm proud of or get really rally behind mm-hmm. in that sense that's that's the other challenge uh, for christians
0: yeah i think we've got to be very wear, wary of jingoism with these types of things. Where, Look at you working in that yeah, word. Yeah, I know. But it is a good word for this type of deal where it's like we start getting, yeah, let's rattle our sabers. Yeah, let's let's go, let's, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you really want to be like, I'd rather not do this. I mean, at the yeah. very least. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think dealing with that, uh, so let's talk briefly. So that's the challenge. That's the challenge, yeah. the challenge. And then, so processing the images of suffering, I think it's important to say, before we proceed any further, Um, there have been some fairly significant conflicts happening in the world before this one over these last few years. Um, The greatest humanitarian crisis in the world has been ongoing in Yemen uh, Mm -hmm. for about five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prior to that, um, you had the crisis in Syria. Um, Mm -hmm. You had this particular army helping to obliterate the city of Aleppo. Mm -hmm. Those uh, have not been covered like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And I think the reaction of many Americans has not been the same to those as this. So as Christians, I think we need to name that. And That's our... actually
1: been part of my prayers yeah. personally in the last week or so is I think about those people in particular in Syria since it was so obvious. You know, there's a confession to be made there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, where it was like, it was like oh, that's bad, but there, I think, was a part of us in this country, part of us, for those who live in this country, who looked at those, and it's like, well, but that's what happens there.
1: Yeah, and then you see, uh, you know, uh, images, and there's a McDonald's in Keith right. and oh, a Starbucks, and oh, yes. they look like me having lunch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, with yes. their fancy... Uh, coffees yes uh and and it's and it's and it hurts
0: yes a little more and that's something to
1: confess it is something to confess it's human beings either way it
0: is it's human beings either way you know we're kind of biologically wired to be more empathetic to people who look like us but we do need to name that as something that our faith does not affirm
1: yeah our
0: faith does not give us the permission to only care but so we name that we kind of confess to that and now we say Uh, it it is hard to watch those images. I mean, it's on Europe's doorstep. The coverage is going to be much different and much better than it is for places that are more Um, Mm far-flung. So we are going to get more images. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do we do with that? So what do we do with those images? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very difficult to look at that stuff. So, you know, you can look away, which I would recommend to some degree.
1: I was going to say, I think sometimes... um especially for those of us who really appreciate using our mind, you know, that whole passage of uh, love the Lord with your, with your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So those of us who really want to love God with our mind, we think, well, I need to be informed. That actually is part of being a good citizen and a good Christian. I've got to be informed. And that's important. But 24-hour news is not the way to be informed. Our, our hearts cannot work that way. No. Uh, so, Yes, be informed. I would really set a time limit.
0: Yeah, and social media as well. Take a break from Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, Facebook.
1: not good for your heart, Uh, soul, Uh, mind, or spirit.
0: Yes. You know, I tend to be kind of an information junkie around these types of things, and and I have to work to bracket off Mm -hmm. my my intake Mm -hmm. um, as well just for my own health. So, you know, you can know what's going on. You should see it, but Mm -hmm. don't immerse. I don't think you're serving anybody by immersing Mm-mm. in that. it
1: would be better to watch for a half an hour or an hour mm-hmm. be caught up and then pray
0: yes yes <laughs>
1: rather than sit there all night yes and immerse you have done nothing for anyone mm-hmm. um so watch mm-hmm. learn and then pray
0: prayer is always the response and i remember i've said this so many times in my ministry i want to Give a shout out to Sharon George, wherever she is. She was our mission <laughs> professor in seminary. <laughs> and she said, The first act of Christian mission is always to pray. Always to pray. And, yeah. you know, we tend to be like, I think we sometimes think that that's the cheap response, but it's not. I mean, our prayers are significant. Our prayers draw us closer to those people. Our prayers bring those people into the mind of God. Uh, our prayers uh, convey humanity. Mm -hmm. onto those people Mm -hmm. Um, and our prayers are important i saw something and i wish i'd screenshot it so there was a a man who uh, had asked one of his ukrainian friends we're praying for you what are you all praying for and he posted her reply Mm -hmm. and the third prayer there were two things like well one we pray for peace two we pray for safety but then three we pray for the hearts and souls of the russian soldiers attacking us to be transformed and that they would drop their weapons and walk away and then she said and we have been seeing this Mm. if you watch the news you have been seeing that that Mm -hmm. has been reported broadly that you have some significant defections and those are kind of laid out as uh, Reflections of, you know, Russian conscripts and poor supplies and they don't want to be there. And I think all that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we be so quick to discount the prayers of the Ukrainians Mm -hmm. in that story? Mm -hmm. I don't think we Mm -hmm. should.
1: Well, and I would add, too, with the litany you just gave, which was really good and important of what prayer is, Mm -hmm. you know, when we pray for the people involved. But to add to that... uh, let's not forget in whose name we are praying. Mm-hmm. I mean, we believe that our prayers reach all the way to heaven uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. We are praying to him who came to save the world. And you and I are both Xers. We are both Generation Xers. And one thing we are known for is... Um, Slacking. That, and, and also just being really disaffected mm-hmm. And negative, mm-hmm. and assuming you know nothing can ever change. So I understand that we are two exes sitting here, and that can fe- it can feel hard not to feel disaffected, mm-hmm. or like what difference could my prayers mm-hmm. make? Well, they aren't just your prayers. Mm-hmm. And if if that's really really hard to believe, again, that's another kind of transformed heart moment mm-hmm. of you know work on me, God. Um, to believe that that because I pray this in Your name, mm-hmm. um, there is power there. That mm-hmm. is hard to believe mm-hmm. on any given Wednesday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it is mm-hmm. what we believe.
0: Mm-hmm. And I and I thought that that prayer by the Ukrainian woman was so incisive because she's not praying for the soldiers to die.
1: Yeah. Revenge.
0: She's not praying. They, the cities are being obliterated. She's not praying for those soldiers to die and suffer and be made to pay. She's praying for their hearts to be transformed and for them to stop. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a faithful way to pray for those who persecute you in that type of situation. Mm -hmm. It is. It is a witness, a testimony to that belief. So, you know, I think when we, I think our prayers around this issue and around conflicts throughout the world should have some thought and structure to them if we really want to engage as people of faith. Mm -hmm.
1: So first, a way to kind of look at this spiritually and and do it in a way where we have transformed hearts and not just Mm -hmm. beat up hearts, is learn and listen, but then stop. Mm -hmm. Second, pray. Mm -hmm. Um, And third, I know you have something you try to do when you're seeing things that you really have no control over.
0: Yeah, so to me, this is, and I mentioned this one day on A Stress to the Nine, so if you watch that, then this will be duplication, but I apologize. The uh, To me, when you see suffering around the world, you sit there and you, you wring your hands, and you say, well, that's awful. That's just terrible, and that's tragic, and that breaks my heart. Um, and then you pray, and then you maybe make a donation to UNICEF, and then you think, but then there's nothing else I can do. Yeah. I'm, I am now powerless. And that's true. I think most of us are not going to go join the Ukrainian Foreign Legion and grab an AK-47. Um, but when we see images of suffering around the world, we should also remember that no matter where we live, mm-hmm. there is suffering in our own community. Mm-hmm. Profound suffering. If you live in Fort Smith, there is profound suffering in this community. It's not being caused by a Russian invasion but it is nonetheless profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an opportunity for us to say I can't do anything there but but I I am not off the hook here. I mm-hmm. if I'm I need to double down, I need to open my eyes, I need to look around, I need to ask how can I help? What can I do? Who can I serve? Who is my neighbor? What does it mean to love the people that I see every day?
1: Yeah, I think that's really interesting you just said neighbor because so much of our Uh, Ethic Christian ethic is about the neighbor right Mm -hmm. and with being a more global society uh, More global contacts and communications boy that really explodes the idea of neighbor Mm -hmm. right which is really really good Uh, It is important for me to understand that I am connected that Ukrainians are my neighbor But just because Ukrainians are my neighbor doesn't mean I can't I can forget I can't have such a broad view and then go oh can't help um, and then forget. I have an mm-hmm. actual neighbor. Right. <laughs> they live two streets away, or they right. live right next door, or they live you right. know, in my same zip code. Right. Um, I have an actual neighbor.
0: Right. We have actual neighbors.
1: <laughs> we do. And, and,
0: and we have a have an opportunity. Yeah. Through our faith and and through our lives to try and help them and make r- relieve their suffering, relieve their uh, difficulties, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make. A, a hill of beans difference to the Ukrainians, Mm-mm. but it does make a difference to humanity and to our faith and to the story we tell and the lives we lead. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that is something that, that matters. You know, we, we walked up here to record this this morning and we walked past, uh, I believe that was our Changing Lanes Committee in mm-hmm. there looking at people who had turned in applications uh, to be helped by the church to get a car who don't have a car. Mm -hmm. They don't have a means to get to work right now or go get Mm -hmm. groceries outside of transit, Uber, or bumming rides. Mm -hmm. So that, you can imagine how difficult that would be for you who are listening if you just didn't have a car. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Okay. like there's work to be done. There is work to be done.
1: There's work to be done. And it doesn't mean, again, that we don't educate ourselves, watch and Mm -hmm. listen, but then stop and pray and look at okay I cannot control that yeah uh, what is within my postage stamp size mm-hmm. of control where I can be a neighbor
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: that's three three ways right there uh, we've offered the challenge yes and then that's kind of three ways of, of spiritual support I think yes um, mm-hmm to say how, how do I deal with what I'm seeing and what I know is happening
0: yes and I mean, you know, if you've got more things you want to say or process this, you know, Tasha and I are always available for you uh, to help you out with that. But we wanted to take a minute, sit down on a Friday and kind of tell you where we are, how we've processed things and and create a space for you to think about that, uh, hopefully in your own lives. And, you know, a sermon or a Sunday school class kind of isn't going to work for this type of thing. So anyway,
1: It's, it's good we did this.
0: Well, at least for us.
1: It is. I feel, I feel better.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the One Pod. Uh Ken Peavy House and I will be back on Tuesday with the final Ten Commandments class, and Tasha will have her first Get to Know uh, later in the week. So we will talk to you later. Join us for worship this Sunday. Tasha, peace. Thanks for listening to The One Prez Pod. As always, if you like this podcast, please be sure to rate us and give us a review and subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace.